So this is like a semi-experiment, but I'm also kind of interested. See how it turns out. Uh, first of all, welcome to my mixtape. I'm tired. Uh, my name's Sandra. <laughs> Hi, my name is Sandra. Welcome to my mixtape. I'm tired. Clearly I'm tired today. Uh, my wonderful co-host is on holidays, and I really just wanted to try recording a podcast. I felt particularly inspired today, probably just because a lot of things are happening at once. So I had a semi-script kind of prepared, but um, I'm not going to lie to you, this is probably not going to be edited that much. So let's begin. Um, (laughs) So basically I, I came up with this concept of researching something about history because Hosan loves history. Um, and I thought about the history of makeup or cosmetics because when we were younger, we didn't wear much makeup. It was, well, basically in school, it wasn't encouraged, but it just felt like something we didn't want to get into. Um, since then we've branched out when we've tried more makeup looks, we wear it more often and I wanted to delve into it a bit more. Maybe it's just like the Moon Knight fangirl in me, but I wanted to research Egyptian makeup history first. So according to worldhistory.org, Egyptians were very interested in cosmetics. The science behind the cosmetics, deodorants, breath mints, and toothpaste was extremely advanced. And the Oxford English Dictionary states that chemistry, obviously derived from alchemy, has its roots in Kemet, the ancient name for Egypt in the Egyptian language. The name Egypt itself is Greek, which was very interesting to learn. So basically cosmetics were used in the pre-dynastic period. Uh, So um, 6,000, so like around 6,000 to 3,150 BCE, so before Christian era, through Roman Egypt, 30 BCE to 646 CE. So like good amount of time, um, basically the entire uh, length of ancient Egyptian civilization. What was interesting is that both men and women of social of all social classes applied cosmetics, but obviously the better products were bought by the wealthy. These cosmetics were manufactured professionally and sold in the marketplace, whereas some of the lesser quality uh, products could be made in the home. So the average routine consisted of bathing when someone awoke from bed. Every household had some sort of basin and jug used for washing the hands and uh, showering. And obviously foot baths were also included. So basically one would wash their hands face, feet, before and after meals, before bed, and when waking in the morning. Uh, Priests in particular were expected to bathe more regularly. In the morning after washing, they would apply cream, the ancient equivalent of sunscreen to the body, and then they would apply makeup derived from ochre and sometimes mixed with sandalwood to the face. According to Egyptologist uh, Helen Studwick, In ancient Egypt, the focus was on the eyes, which were outlined with green or black eye paint to emphasize their size and shape. The ground pigments of green malachite mixed with water to form paste were used until the middle of the Old Kingdom, but were then replaced by black coal, 
produced from the mineral galena, which came from the mountain region, mountain regions of Sinai. Significantly, coal had therapeutic value in protecting from infections caused by sunlight, dust, or flies. So here we kind of see uh, Maker both um, developing as obviously emphasizing your natural beauty, just as we still use it today, but also in terms of what is it? Sun protection, which is interesting. Uh, but also dust and flies. So like similar to today where we're kind of concerned with SPF in our foundation or the, what is it, CC cream or BB cream that we're using. It's interesting that they already thought about that when they were doing their own makeup. Um, so the reason why I wanted to delve into this a bit more was basically makeup has been around for generations, but there's always still an ongoing debate about who can wear it and why, what's considered uh, a good makeup look or not. And at the end of the day, it's all very subjective. But I found it interesting how both men and women were using it back in that time. And that's still the case when you look at like media, when you're looking at actors and actors in general wearing makeup on and off screen in interviews and stuff. Whereas when it comes to the general public, there can be a bit of a stigma against it. But at the end of the day, it's still personal choice and people still do as they please in terms of makeup. Um, to give a like brief conclusion on our, our own um, background, I'd say that we kind of didn't wear makeup when we were younger because we saw of it as kind of like a chore, but also what's the point of wearing it? It's kind of not banned, but not encouraged in school. But it was a little bit of our, we aren't like other girls phase. Now we branch out because we're adults and we can afford to buy it. Um, it's interesting to kind of play around with it. We keep it semi, what is it? simple I would say like to apply where where we don't have as much layers as some people would um but it, it's interesting seeing how makeup is marketed uh in, in particular with social media I feel like I get a lot of makeup ads and again it's still tying back into the history different looks were created from the 1900s onwards in terms of makeup uh but <laughs> what was i gonna say oh yeah but uh it's still used very similarly like we still outline our eyes if you want to do an eyeliner look the word coal is still being used uh so obviously we're going for different ingredients there's more focus on cruelty free vegan options and also in terms of things being non-comedonic in skincare and makeup keeps evolving you see makeup shows where people are basically made over instead of the current outfits that they wear um you completely change it up into a, a different significant look but 
at the end of the day, it's personal preference what you do with your makeup. I personally don't wear it that often. I wouldn't wear it at work um, on a general basis just because it's inconvenient for me. Um, just for me personally. There's plenty of people who do wear it um, on a regular basis and their routine is very well polished and also it, it brings them a lot of, what is it, happiness to be doing their own makeup. Uh, I think a lot of people can relate to that. There's a lot of things that we choose to do or to not to do and it brings us uh, happiness and it's just a part of our routine. Kind of like if you decide you want to walk to school or you want to get a lift, you know? <laughs> this is such a random episode. But yeah, basically, that's why I kind of wanted to examine um, makeup history a little bit. Because our relationship with it has changed. As many things change as you get older. Uh, and even if we were to look at how our parents wear makeup and how we wear makeup, it's very different because styles have evolved, techniques change. But yeah, I just wanted to have like a brief look into that. I wonder how, how differently our friends apply it between us because I know a lot of our friends do wear it, but obviously we have different skin types, um, but also different styles. But it's funny that between all of us, every single makeup style that I've seen them wear and that I've seen myself wear, like, I enjoy it. So that just shows how it, at the end of the day, is subjective. And it's personal taste. But moving on from makeup, I want to talk a bit about gaming. Just into, like, um, what is it? I have really messed up the <laughs> structure of the podcast I really just don't remember it it might be because it's late and I'm kind of tired but anyways this is my recommendations of the week like not what have I missed but more like what is it I'll have what she's having sort of <laughs> but not food related so I want to talk about gaming because I'm not much of a gamer but I saw something that I'm really interested in so I play on a Nintendo Switch. So sometimes you get Nintendo related news. And I got news that Disney Dreamlight Valley is a console game that's going to be released on September 6th of this year, 2022. It's developed by Oh, sorry. It's developed by Game Loft and it's going to be on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, um what else? Windows other Xbox, PlayStation 5, also on the Mac. So it's going to be very much widely available, as much as you can. So there's going to be... Basically, I'll tell you a bit about the game. Obviously, it features Disney characters, and it's a hybrid between a life simulation and an adventure game. So there's obviously going to be quests and exploration and just general activities where you're engaging with the storylines that Disney has created. But obviously you can create your own character much like other life simulations. And there's going to be an in-game store filled with cosmetic items to customize your character and your house. Um, 
and apparently the game features no monetization mechanisms such as paid energy system or gameplay time skipper. So the way I see is that at least we won't have to pay for anything, but you won't be able to skip time. So it is how it is. Um, but I'm excited. I don't tend to be a gamer gal just because I don't I don't tend to have the hand-eye coordination to do very well in games. I do like playing games. Like I, I went to the arcade recently and I played some shooting games, but I'm not as invested as most people, but I'm very interested to see what this will bring about. Currently I'm playing Animal Crossing. I'm having fun as much as you can with it. I don't have an amazing island like all those YouTube videos that you see, but I still take great enjoyment in the game and also great enjoyment in seeing those videos because they're spectacular and the amount of hours people spend on them really shows in the artistry of the world they create. So yeah, I was just a bit excited about that. And I'm also excited about the current situation with um, the Minions uh, Rise of Gru and how people are going to the cinema wearing suits. I think that's both funny and really cool. I would love to do that. <laughs> I do have a suit. I could do it logically, but I just... Uh, I, I haven't thought about going with anyone or going by myself to the cinema for it, so who knows? But very cool. Whoever has done that, props to you. Uh, in terms of what I've been listening to um, music-wise, I've been listening to a bit of Young Gravy, a bit of Lizzo, a bit of Harry Styles' new album. I really enjoy it. I've, I listened to the song Late Night Talking this morning, and it just is so good. Congratulations to all the people that ended up going to some of his concerts they looked amazing his outfits were fabulous and I certainly hope to go to one one day if I don't I don't but we shall see we shall see um yeah but I I'm surprised by how much Young Gravy I've actually listened to this week but yeah I also listened to Superfruits uh Superfruit a bit today like the song Guy and it, the the style in that music video reminded me of makeup so much because it was a lot of neons and just their outfits and everything were just so cool. Tying back into the makeup, I'm kind of interested in the, what is it, the historical YouTubers takes on makeup because if you look at the likes of Rachel Maxey uh what is it oh jessica calgren fozard i'm trying to think of a few different names but it's almost like i remember their faces and not their names oh oh i really <laughs> basically what i wanted to say is that they've uh looked at cosmetics like besame that have mimicked 1920s and 1914 makeup styles in terms of like they make cake mascara where a mascara is in a block and you add water to it I think and you use a little brush and you brush it through your lenses so it's different than modern mascara. Um, their lipsticks mimic 
the shades of the times and also they have other accessories added to them but i like these youtubers exploring the looks that they can do with these makeups and also the packaging looks stunning so maybe one day i'll kind of explore into that but it's funny that my tiktok algorithm knew that i was looking into that even probably ages ago i haven't looked at besame cosmetics in ages but as in like genuinely maybe a year a year and a half and they came out with a new cream mascara which is basically a squeezy tube um almost like eyelash glue kind of squeezy tube that you squeeze onto a mascara spoolie brush and you can spool and you can spool you can brush it through the lenses and that's the new mascara that they came out with i thought it was pretty cool it's pricey for me because the price is in dollars it's 28 dollars and that obviously doesn't include shipping so it's not something that i'm going for right now but i'll definitely consider giving it a look into in the future but yeah i i really need more insight into makeup like the kind of makeup that other people are wearing why they use makeup like as in what what benefit does it do for you besides enhancing like your natural features and giving you a boost of confidence or even what is it creating a character that you need for like theater or cosplay what does it mean to you i can only talk about what it means to me <laughs> unfortunately <oof. laughs> but uh the current makeup that I've been using has been ColourPop. It's been the, what is it, this forest-based collab. I think it was with a YouTuber called Christy. Uh, Christy Raw something, I think. Um, that's what I've been using. Uh, and then there's another few ColourPop, like smaller palettes that I use occasionally. They're a red and an orange one so descriptive i know <laughs> then i use the lash princess from essence and occasionally the curl mascara by the brand 17 sold in boots but i'm always looking to experiment with other stuff in terms of primer i use the baby skin by maybelline i don't use that much makeup and the tinted moisturizer by La Roche Posay because it has 50 SPF and I am very pale <laughs> so it is it, it, it is good for me to use 50 SPF when can when I can moisturizing I would use the CeraVe facial motion facial moisturizing lotion that's in like a squeezy tube I think like a small one so yeah that's what i kind of use on my face i don't tend to use concealers that i remember i used to but not anymore but yeah this this was a different topic that i wanted to branch out out uh this is an experiment because i'm kind of do not using the regular mic that i use i'm using simply my laptop mic and we're seeing where this goes um I definitely want to see if you guys enjoy this episode. I'll upload it to my Instagram. I will mention links in the description of what I've talked about as much as I can. Uh, in terms of recommendations of what I've been watching, 
as a classic 22 year old i've been watching bob's burgers <laughs> not the movie yet but i'm on season three of the series and i'm enjoying myself so maybe you can benefit from listening to it uh one song at the moment that did give me the feels was i love you so please let me go by what is it i love you so please by the walters yeah that's what it is and yeah i have been sandra welcome to my mixtape i'm tired this has been episode who knows <laughs> from my podcast capitalism thanks i hate it and i hope you've enjoyed it i might put some comments or some questions in the what is it in the spotify uh version of this podcast but we shall see anyways have a good day <laughs>